Hey everybody, welcome back to Welcome to Mintland, the podcast. This is Chapter 3. Welcome to Mintland. The greatest place on earth has blooming green turf. It's always a magical day when you're Hey everybody, welcome back. As I promised last chapter, I really wanted to get into the reasons why I wrote each of the chapters the way I did. And in chapter three, if you've read the book, um, the chapter uh, is called Introducing the Stunt of Death. And that really says a lot right there. Um, If you're familiar with All-Star Cheerleading, Um, The summer is a grueling part uh, of the season for many. Uh, The team is starting to figure each other's strengths and weaknesses. The coaches are trying to get the personnel in the right spots to maximize the routine throughout the year. And during stunt camp, they really set the tone and really test the capabilities of the team. And uh, I always remember uh, sitting through stunt camp as a team rep, I was there to kind of monitor everything and make sure that uh, if somebody needed something, uh, medicine or or uh, someone needed to reach a parent, I was there uh, for the for the group. And I really remember watching uh, this stunt progress and couldn't really believe what I was seeing. And so, in chapter three, this is kind of uh, what I was trying to articulate. Not that the stunt was over the top hard uh, by all-star cheerleading uh, standards, but for a group of six, seven, and eight-year-olds, it, it certainly was very aspirational. And and hats off to the coaches team to putting this together and 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 setting it to music. So here we go into the stunt of death. I hope you enjoy. As the season began, coaches started placing the athletes in the routine early in the season there is quite a bit of experimentation to find out what the team is capable of. Watching the team early on, it was evident Coach Ashley had big aspirations for this team. As the practices went on, you could tell this team was extremely talented across the board. As I say this, please keep in mind, I understand this is a level one team. Watching the team as a novice observer, I noticed they were extremely clean and fundamentally sound in technique which is extremely difficult to do across the board on any level team, including level five. As June 2014 approached, it was almost time for stunt camp. This is a time where a team carves out the designated extended practice to work on the stunt section of the routine. The team will practice for extended hours and do nothing but assemble their stunt sequence for the year. This is a big week for a team. It is where the heart of the routine develops, and it is a great bonding exercise for the team and coaches. This camp is closed off to parents and spectators. Many of the Stingray coaches will help other teams and give advice on what the stunt should look like and ideate what the team is capable of. The first day of stunt camp came, and my daughter was excited. Caitlin was a base and a backspot. This camp is a fun time for bases and backspots as they will be able to try new stunts and get acquainted with the new flyers for the season. As the experimentation began, it was exciting to see what the team was trying to execute. Coach Ashley was clearly pushing this team this year. 
at first glance, I thought what they were trying was a bit ambitious. But I liked the aggressiveness and confidence you showed in this team. At first, they attempted a pendulum-type stunt, where the flyer is basically used as a jump rope, for lack of a better term. After a few attempts, it was apparent that the bases were not tall enough to make the pendulum work for this year. After about an hour, something started to take shape. Being the team dad, I was one of the only parents allowed in the viewing area. I had another mom with me to help, with getting the kids organized and food together for lunch and snack. She was helping me get the snacks and lunches together. I stopped and said, holy moly, Marilyn, watch this. We both watched as the team put together a stunt that was pretty impressive. We could not hear what was happening down on the floor, but you could tell the team and the coaches were pretty excited. At this point in the season, you could tell when this group got excited. They all started jumping up and down like popcorn. After a few more tries with a couple of the other groups, the stunt camp concluded and the team had created what would be their signature stunt that set the pace for the rest of the year. As parents came to pick up their children, they were curious to find out how the mints did and wanted to know what they were working on. My response was, if they can perfect this stunt, they are going to do some amazing things this year. Being the curious group that they are, they wanted me to explain the stunt to them. After thinking about it, all I could say was, you just have to see it. I cannot do the stunt justice by explaining it. Unfortunately, that was not a very popular answer, as all the parents were excited to see what the team had come up with. Practices started up again, as normal, and the team began to work on the routine and the stunt sequence. As the team started to form the stunt, I looked over to a few parents and said, Okay, here we go, now watch this. As the parents focused in on what the team was doing, instantaneously, about five moms let out a huge collective gasp all at once. Oh my goodness, they're going to do that in the routine? I responded, yep. As the practice went on, the stunt groups were trying to get their timing and technique coordinated in perfecting this ambitious stunt. As a parent, early peppermint practices were difficult to watch, especially for the parents of flyers. The stunt involved a lot of faith in each other as a base and a flyer. Trust in each other and technique would define the team as the season went on, and it started with this stunt. The flyer was lifted into the air about four feet off the ground, with two bases holding each of their feet. Once the flyer was set, the back spot violently yanked the flyer's feet straight back as hard as they could, and the bases would then form a basket and catch her while she was careening face first toward the floor. For a group of six, seven, and eight-year-olds, this was a very challenging stunt. The coaching had to be flawless, the technique impeccable, and the faith and trust in each other rock solid. The team continued to practice, and early on, it was far from perfect. There is no easy way to describe some of the stunt falls. When the stunt did not go right, the flyer literally went face first into the spring floor as her arms extended out to form a bird flying through the air. 
There were many gasps when things did not go right. It was uncomfortable to watch, but impressive all at the same time. Each time the stunt failed, the flyer would bounce back up off the floor, sometimes after a few tears, and jump back into the practicing the stunt. After a few weeks, the parents had a new name for the stunt sequence. The Stunt of Death. Hey everybody, that concludes Chapter 3. I hope you enjoyed The Stunt of Death. One of my favorite chapters is next, Chapter 4, The March to Jams. The reason why this is my favorite is it really starts to uh, articulate the relationship that Peppermint formed with the world champion, Peach Rays. Uh, it's a pretty exciting uh, chapter uh, without giving away too much. It is really where they start putting the, the routine together and really start to form a bond with the, uh, the amazing 2015 Peach Rays. And it was a very special relationship, and I can't wait for you guys to hear more about it. See you next time. Welcome to Midland. Greatest place on earth has green turf. It's always a magical day when you